0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Despite mass protests across Israel and pressure from abroad, Benjamin Netanyahu seems intent on plowing ahead with the proposed judicial overhaul that would greatly reduce the powers of its judges. But for the moment, that process has been deferred on foot of civil uh, disobedience. For the latest, I'm joined now by Middle East correspondent for The Independent, Patrick Coburn. Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Now, it does appear there was uh, maybe a general agreement that the courts uh, are currently too powerful, but what Netanyahu wanted to do was just a bridge too far.
1: I'm not sure there was a general agreement on the, the courts being too powerful, but Israel is very much, Israeli, so very much divided on that. Um, but the protesters were... Uh, pouring into the streets, because that seemed to remove the main uh, barrier to uh, Netanyahu and his government having autocratic control, um, that they could appoint, effectively appoint judges to the Supreme Court, that uh, they'd have judicial control. Now, the courts haven't sort of uh, stopped uh, uh, many things happening to uh, Palestinians or Israeli Arabs, but they had been a sort of barrier to uh, uh, ultranationalist and uh, religious parties.
0: Now, we had uh, President Biden asking Benjamin Netanyahu to to stay his hand, but, uh, you know, there might be a bit rich coming from the United States where presidents will try to stack the Supreme Court in their own political likeness.
1: Uh, yes, I mean, there, there is sort of... Uh, but actually, I mean, that was, <laughs> was being stacked by the Republicans rather than the uh, Democrats.
0: No, but he would do the same if he could. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's a point about politicians
1: in general, I think. Um, the, uh, um, so, I mean, what will be the effect of what Biden says? Well, probably it will have some effect, but Israelis don't really like uh, their governments having bad relations with the US, which is the general sort of backstop and uh, traditional supporter of Israel.
0: Uh, And indeed, Netanyahu referred to that long lasting relationship between friends, uh, which uh, will survive all sorts of tiffs along the way. So he put this uh, disagreement currently in very much a minor key. just to explain to us, Patrick, if you could, exactly what these reforms would mean. I mean, how all-encompassing would they be? Would they be able to fire existing judiciary and replace them with people of uh, like mind with themselves?
1: Um, yes, they would. I mean, it would give the, the Gnesset, the Parliament, uh, would give them control over uh, effective control over appointing judges. Um, the... Uh, it also is important for Netanyahu that he, and he seems to have largely gained this already, that he can gain some form of immunity against the outcome of a corruption, long-running corruption case against him. Um, uh, could I go back to your previous question? You said you know that he's playing it in minor key, and certainly Netanyahu wants to play down the uh, U.S. Uh, uh, Biden uh, criticism as much as he can, but a very important, uh, crucially important event does seem to be happening in the U.S., uh, which is that the American Jewish community is more and more opposed to Netanyahu and certainly opposed to what's going on now, and that's a big piece on the uh, political, the general political chessboard, when it comes to the U.S. and uh, and Israel.
0: Um, At the same time, you can't uh, imagine that the U.S. would stop backing uh, any Israeli government, even uh, this one, which is buttressed by uh, an extreme Jewish right.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, the the U.S. has sort of said this sort of thing in the past, but then they do nothing about it. So, And Israeli governments, and particularly Netanyahu, have got used to that. But uh, I think it is a bit more complicated this time, because uh, Israeli society is uh, so divided and that the opposition to Netanyahu tends to be uh, uh, secular. Uh, Jews tends to be secular Israelis. Uh, They tend to be Ashkenazi, in other words, uh, originally from Europe rather than Sephardi from the Middle East and uh, other places. Uh, And that's the same as in the U.S. So the sort of uh, religious, ultra-nationalist parties that are really strong in Israel, have much. They have support in the U.S., but they don't have the same degree of support. So I, th- I think there are. Uh, I think it is maybe maybe a little different. Than in the past, where you'd have Washington bleating about something to Israel, but uh, the Israelis ignoring it and knowing that Washington expects them to ignore it.
0: Yeah. Now, the current government has the support of um, not quite 49% of the electorate, which means there's a majority who would oppose Netanyahu. Uh, but of course, he's pushing this through with the help of the extreme right, um, who are all have also, it seems, won a concession that they can set up their own. Um, security force which seems like reminiscent of the Nazi brown shirts or the Mussolini black shirts uh, to to do certain things what is that all about?
1: Yeah I think that um, um, I think that this is a really important aspect of what's happening and what has happened over the last 20 years in Israeli politics which is the degree to which the 700,000 settlers and their political representatives have become an increasingly influential, even dominant force, some I mean, 700,000 on the West Bank and in, in Jerusalem, and have been dictating the political agenda. Now, this is primarily hurts the Palestinians. And, you know, we've had recently much more violent settlers' attacks on Palestinians in the West Bank, the army standing by and doing nothing. We have a national uh, security minister, uh, Ben Gavir, who uh, is uh, virulently anti-Arab um, and uh, in charge, partly in charge of security there. So that gets worse and worse um, for Palestinians. And uh, we seem to be on the edge of uh, an explosion of violence. Perhaps we're already having that. And while the uh, the far right, which is, you know, openly very racist, um, uh, it has such in- power within an Israeli government. I think we get closer closer to a big explosion yeah. on the West Bank.
0: Because uh, this uh, far-right national security minister, uh, Itamar ben gvir of Jewish power, uh, he is going to have this uh, militia which would be a deployable armed force answerable directly to him and would be used to quell trouble in mixed Jewish-Arab cities and areas of high crime among Palestinian citizens of Israel. I mean... That that has an ominous ring to it.
1: Yeah, this has a pretty terrifying uh, ring to it. Uh, and if it does happen, you know, Netanyahu is always undertaking these ploys um, to uh, satisfy his allies and then who don't sort of tr- trust him either because he sort of um, gives them a concession like this and then half takes it back. So nobody quite knows where they stand. You know, it's a bit like Trump in America, you know, suddenly sort of, Lauding the far right but much more serious in israel because at some point you know if you let these guys lo- we saw this uh um you know in the last couple of years if you let these guys loose on the streets not just in the west bank among palestinians but among israeli arabs you know they'll they'll torch cars you know that i think was an incident overnight in the uh, one Palestinian uh, village, uh, where the cars were set on light, and then when uh, by settlers, and then when uh, an ambulance uh, came to pick up some uh, injured Palestinians, this was stoned by the settlers. You know, so you have these incidents continually happening and escalating, uh, and it seems pretty well inevitable I mean, there are three million Palestinians on the West Bank that there is going to be an explosion or there's going to be a, a mass killing. Uh, that's going to set things uh, alight from one end of the place to the other. Mm. Um,
0: f- fundamentally, ben- Benjamin Netanyahu has been ducking and diving uh, for the last years uh, trying to stay out of prison. Is he ever likely to see the inside of a jail?
1: I don't know. It has happened, you know, that um, alma Olmert, a previous prime minister, did uh, go to jail, a president once went to jail. He has already put some sort of legal prohibitions uh, in place. So they just pass through the Knesset, where he has a majority of uh, you know, 64 Knesset uh, members, uh, which it gives a majority of pass-through, so it makes it much less likely to actually go to prison, but it's certainly a pressure on him. And uh, he also needs to get legislation through that, uh, you know, that uh, giving virtual immunity to people who have uh, had convictions against them, as have some of the uh, far-right uh, leaders. And, uh, So um, all those things are pushing him in this direction, but uh, I think what makes the present crisis a a real crisis is that you've had these unprecedented uh, um, protests in the streets of hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, You know, you've had key parts of Israeli society, you know, in the army, in the IT sector. They closed uh, Ben Gurion Airport. Uh, You know, you even had sort of navy divers uh, taking part in protests. as well as pilots. This is uh, pretty unprecedented. And now they've sort of won a concession, and it's difficult to see, let's say that concession is taken back and he pushes through these laws, you know, that will lead to an even greater explosion. On the other hand, if he doesn't, the far right, which also trusts him about as far as they could throw him, uh, will leave his coalition. So he's uh, pressed from both sides. Uh, Now he is sort of famous for wriggling out of, these situations in the past but he hasn't had quite a crisis like this ever and you know he's been he was first elected prime minister uh first time around in 1996 so uh you know this is it's difficult to see how he can wriggle out of this or de-escalate it uh, and all his moves seem to actually make it worse so far
0: well he is selling himself as the you know the moderate voice in this crisis. At the on the one hand they're the far right and um, he has stilled them and they uh, have agreed on the deferral on the basis that it will be brought in the next parliamentary session Uh, and then on the other hand you've got rioters on the street and above it all stands Benjamin Netanyahu the peacemaker (laughs) does anyone buy it?
1: No I don't think that um, uh, you know he's more and more uh, divisive. Um, it's, uh, um, it's, it, you know, and these protests, you know, it's just, uh, you know, they, they paralyzed, uh, the, the whole of Israel, um, uh, they're not ending. So you have sort of power in the Knesset where he has a majority, but also you have power in the streets these days. Uh, and that's not going to end because, you know, the, the protesters can see, that part of the reason that he's paused this, uh, the legislation going through, giving control of the Supreme Court, is to hope to uh, rob the protests of momentum uh, and uh, uh, hope that people will sort of go home or uh, some other issue will arise. And, you know, it it may happen, or he may devise something like that, you know, uh, something on the West Bank, some mass killing or something. But it hasn't happened yet, and there's no, you know... There's nothing inevitable about that, but it's 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 very difficult how he gets out of this one, how this crisis ends, and this is sort of something we really haven't seen before uh, at this level of division within Israeli society.
0: Patrick Coburn, Middle East correspondent for the Independent. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.